Romancing the Dungeon is intended for mature audiences as this show contains adult themes. Not those kind of adult themes, um, just sensitive stuff that some audience members may find upsetting. Content warnings for specific episodes can be found in episode descriptions. Listening to Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D podcast about heroes navigating their daily lives while looking for love in a world full of peril, monsters, and heartbreakers. Previously on Romancing the Dungeon, you were at my house and you were really horrible to everyone that was at the table. No, I wasn't. Who was that then? Fuck if I know, Fia. Flicky, if we gave you a rope, could you swim underneath the island, tie it in, and then we can use that rope as a guide to get down into the lab? Anyone else worried we've sent a kobold to his death? You start to see the light on the lake kind of shimmer, and you pull out a crystalline-coated Flicky. (gasps) The four of you are led to a courtroom. We're here today because maybe this lovely lady was not so lovely all the time. Miss Eve Ville conspired with several individuals to usurp the city's market and lay waste to several innocent lives. Eve, I need you to know what happened. I I need you to tell me what happened to you. You just see her look up and at that exact moment, Commander Groff comes barreling through. Commander Groff is going to take the defendant and the witnesses to the capital city of Galeshire. Are you lonely? Miserable? Or just plain horny? Well, you've taken the first steps to solving your problems. At least your dating ones. Welcome to D8. Devoted, desired, dreamy or dirty. Dapper dates for dejected daters. My name is Roz Grapers. Founder, CEO, and love magician. (laughs) Yes, that's right, magician. Apparently, someone tipped off those stiffs in Mistian, and now I can't even call myself a wizard anymore. Well, to them I say, fuck your mother ass. But I'm a professional, and you're here for a service. (laughs) What's the most risque thing you've ever done? One time, I did get a high-ranking diplomat in a chokehold until they passed out. But, 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 it was consensual. Uh, I once posed nude for an art class. It ended in an orgy. Once I I was having a shower, and I was attending to my grooming regimen, and I noticed that I had run out of conditioner. And so that day I had to leave the house having not conditioned my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I once did it with the lights on. <laughs> 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 Sorry, what? <laughs> You're welcome, shitbags. <laughs> <laughs> It is late in the evening in the city of Tezrab, and up until now, having 
called a recess, having cancelled the trial. I know as much about the law as I do boats, okay? So I'm an expert. Thank you. Um, Evil's trial has been moved location. Yeah, we'll just say that. It's just been moved location. Uh, having had Commander Groff on behalf of the King of Galeshire call a stop to the proceedings, you have now been told that you are along with Eve to be moved to the capital city, Galeshire. And in the interim time, make your preparations. You have all been made aware that you, you know, your preparations do come with expenses oh, included. Festa, what are you doing to prepare? So I don't really need much, but can I actually go find like a book on innate magic to study along the way? <laughs> are you heading to a bookshop or are you heading to the library? I don't steal from libraries. That's not nice. We do this all the, the time. The <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you've you've been kind of given a letter to say effectively that the kingdom of Galeshire will reimburse. Reimburse, whatever. yeah. So yeah, you're going to head to a bookshop. Fia. Uh, I just want to get new armor because my armor's still damaged from the Flatstone estate. So I just want to get studded leather armor. <laughs> okay. Nate. Uh, I mean, I think I'm good for the most part, so I will just take my per diem, please. Uh, it's an invoicing system. It's very difficult to get you cash, but I suppose we could just write a check to yourself and then have someone cash it for you. I could do that. <laughs> 4,000 gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, one of the guards is very, very perplexed uh, when you ask this, and he just reaches into his pocket and he pulls out mm. 10 gold pieces. Fantastic. So uh, 10 gold pieces every day, yeah, super. No, that's what I'm doing today. <laughs> he's just gonna, if every time you ask him, he's going to see what coinage he has on his personage. You're just pocketing. <laughs> yeah. You're just people who goes away on business trips and everything gets billed back to the company. <laughs> And Kyle, is there anything you would like to do? Kyle has two things he'd like to do, but we don't have time for that. We're on a tight schedule. Is it a festivity? <laughs> oh my gosh, he's going to head to a jeweler and see about getting some pieces commissioned and nobody has deja vu. And he's going to also just kind of put feelers out there and see if he can get the word on what Hephaestus been up to while Hephaestus wasn't there what fake Hephaestus has been up to? Right, there's quite a bit there. Fia, you pop into your regular armorsmith. You hand over the letter, they give you your studded leather, so you can now add studded leather to your inventory. Nate, you were handed ten gold pieces. Yes. Anything you'd like to do with those, or just sitting by the gate counting your money? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Job done. And to Festa, you head into the market district, and... There's a couple of booksellers that you'd know, but there's one that's always, you know, like they, they always have the good stuff. Like yeah. they do that kind of real hardcore, like mm, with the pictures and all that stuff. That's where you go. <laughs> and to find books about magic. <laughs> yeah. No way will this go wrong. <laughs> no, you, you, they're, they're kind of known for having a bit of everything. Mm. So it's, it's one of those places where they won't ask questions because customer confidentiality, yeah. that'd be fine. You, Eve would send you back and forth. So it's the Marquis de Books. You pop inside and you see Marquis. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do for you, Maria? Uh, I'm looking for... A book? A book on, like, magic. On, like, ingrained magic. Like, how to... Like wood? No. Wood magic? Nope. Like, magic... Sand that, magic. ...that you have inside you that you want to be able to express. Expressive magic. 
Sure. We'll start with that. What does that mean? Uh, do you want contemporary, contemporary expressive magic? What kind of stuff's in those? Sort of uh, like movement. You sort of move uh, with how uh, the, the, the feeling takes you. No, I don't do that shit. Let's try again. I have magic inside, and I want it to go out, but under my control. Indigestion. Sometimes. I am a fire ganassi. Let me see, let me see. You pull out a book, just the Karma Sutra. And this? I'll take that as well. This will pull the magic out of you. That's (laughs) not... No. Actual magic. Not sexual. It can also be sexual magic, but actual magic. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you find a brightly colored textbook, Magic for Idiots. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Are you calling me an idiot? I mean, when it comes to magic, I imagine. I take the book and I smack him with it. <laughs> ah! I'll have you know. As part of the Mark family. Mark E. Mark. I will not stand for this. He slams the book down on the counter. Uh, and as he does, with the force of it, kind of the, a few of the pages spring up. And you do see, rather serendipitously, chapter four, Innate Magic. I'll take it, but we're not on good terms anymore, bud. You, you best believe. <laughs> I take both books. Okay, yeah. You can build the Gaelshire Kingdom. For 20 gold pieces. Uh, <laughs> I shall. And damages. <laughs> damage, yeah, emotional damage. Okay, yeah, Hephaestus, you have your books. I put the Dum Dum book inside the Kamasutra <laughs> and I put that in my bag. Okay. Perfect. Kyle, you and Hephaestus had kind of gone to the market together, but she stayed in the market district. You moved into the, uh, the artist district and you're looking at loads of different jewellers, loads of different high-end boutiques, galleries, and then you just hear an, Oi! Standing in a doorway is a rather cantankerous-looking tiefling woman. Sorry? Me? Yes. You. Um, yes? Here. Now. Before I call the guards. I'm very sorry. I'm not sure what you're getting at. And she turns her head slightly and you just see that she's kind of got it bandaged up. The concussion, perhaps? Oh, that's Uh, awful. I thought it was quite strange that you knock me upside the head, but then not rob anything. What are you, some sort of pervert? Why would I knock you upside the head? Because you were in my shop yesterday placing an order. I can't, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to take your word on that. That said... Why would I order something from you and then not... I was actually on my way to do an... Why would I order something and then beat you? You tell me. Because you were in my store. Mm Mm-hmm. You placed your order. Mm Mm-hmm. I was unconscious. Mm Mm-hmm. So did I hit you? I'm assuming so because it was just you and I in the shop. It was just you and I in the shop. Okay. I'm going to disagree. And I know that's not going to be popular, but I am going to disagree. Same token, how would you like a relatively decent dose of healing magic to kind of smooth things over? Minimum, get us back to square one. How, how does that sound? No. Instead, and she gestures for you to come into the shop. 
You're not going to try and knock me out, are you? No. Okay. Not yet, anyway. I will step in tentatively. She closes the door behind you, locks it, and pulls it down a blind. I have questions. Let's say I believe you. Let's say I believe that you didn't give me a concussion yesterday. Mm -hmm. What is this? And she reaches into her pocket and she's taken out a small little glass vial and inside it you see the pink crystal. Oh, that's actually... I wanted you to... I wanted you to make a piece with that. And the fact that it seems to move of its own accord is... Um, bad. Not, I, that sounded questioning. It's not questioning. I know it's bad. Obviously it's bad. I don't, I can't account for that. I don't know what this is. Okay. Not fit for working on. I didn't say that. Okay. I just didn't want to touch it until you and I had a conversation about it. Oh, gods, no, don't touch it. Oh, gods, no. Then how am I going to work on it? Don't, don't, actually, if I can, uh, we can work something else out. I'm so sorry. I've... The material inside that little vial there is highly volatile mm-hmm. and, and, cross my heart, I didn't know that when I gave it to you. I know that now, and I would like to make things right. I'm not prepared to give this back to you. I might know somebody who'd be interested in this. They have an interest in picking up such things. I take it this is a no questions asked sort of situation. Let's just say it would be worth the compensation you were going to pay me for my injuries yesterday and 250 gold pieces could i make an insight check to see as to whether that's roughly on par with what is deserved or warranted for it yeah Mm. eight yeah she seems on the money okay and the pieces that were being commissioned are you still on for those sure he locks eyes with her you're positive i knocked you out any other detail anything or kind of surrounding that it was just you and i in the shop yesterday it was just you and i in the shop doesn't make sense it doesn't okay there was a lot of smoke any fire nope just a really bad stench of smoke right well very sorry for what's happened to you Not accepting ownership or responsibility for it will take you up on what is no doubt a very generous deal. Perfect. And you still want the pieces commissioned? Please. I do have to leave for Gale Shire. We can have them sent there. So a brooch, a charm bracelet, and a necklace. Mm -hmm. Precisely. Wonderful. That'll be all then. And then she moves to the counter. You hear a heavy clunk, jingling of coins, and she returns with just a rather hefty bag and hands it to you right uh nice to never have met you goodbye she smiles like as you unlock the door and head out she kind of just smiles to herself and yeah pearl really likes you you make your way to the northern gates just before six you see several horses small gathering of soldiers commander Groff, sebastian a rather large reinforced wagon yeah, it's a cell on wheels. 
and Groff just kind of waves at all of you. Okay, great. Everybody's here. We're good. We're good. And Groff's just kind of looking around. Oh, oh yeah. Um, move out or... <clears throat> I mean, move out. Yeah? Can we try hi-ho? Nope. Okay. And <laughs> the soldiers kind of look a little bit confused for a moment. And then four of them approach you with horses. Before we head out, uh, uh, Mr. Adorus, the trial originally required that Hephaestus via Nate speak. However, His Majesty now feels that um, your presence at the battle is also warranted to give testimony. Groff is just kind of looking at you. you. You also have to come now as well. So it's not about the smuggling ring anymore? The potions? That's in there as well, but it's a bit more than that now. It's a bit more. It's a. It's a bit more serious. Hmm. Okay, I've got nothing else coming up. What's everybody's passive perception? Seventeen. Fia Twelve. Fucking knows everything, yeah. huh? Eleven. Thirteen. So basically, fear. <laughs> <laughs> While well, the rest of you are kind of checking your horses and probably naming them or whatever, I'm going to call him Stick. Okay, great. Stick the horse. Fear. You noticed as Groff was talking, Sebastian was eyeing him up. And you also noticed Quillo and Sekhmet were witnesses at the trial. They're not here. Um, I, I, fear, I raise my hand. Uh, excuse me, Commander Groff. Uh, my brother and his fiance were also witnesses. Why are they not here? Like, they'll be, they're coming along in their own group. I, it's too dangerous to transport everybody in, in, in one. I've another group of soldiers moving out with them. He hops up onto his horse. Sebastian hops up on his pony. And Groff just gives kind of a, a hi-ho. And then he starts to move out of the gates. I'm going to, like, run up to, like, Sebastian as he's going. But Sebastian, I, I, need, I need to talk to you as well just for uh, when, when you get a chance as well, just so you know. Like now? I mean, we can do it now if you, if you prefer. Do you want to do it now? Yeah, we can do it now. This is me asking. That's just that's. It. Yeah. I just sound like a fucking cobalt in this world, apparently. Uh, yeah, I, again, I was told this is all expenses paid. I was supposed to get a per diem. I only got like ten gold pieces. That that's not enough for me in the day. So I, I just, I, I know again. Obviously, you know, um, her ladyship CC. You know, I call her CC. So it's you know, um, she told me it would be all expenses paid. You know, I, honestly, my my needs aren't really being met here, and I don't want to have to like go and talk to her about this. It'd be embarrassing for everyone involved. So I just wondering if you could just give me a little bit more for my. Pretty in today, that'd be great. Sebastian just kind of looks at you, looks down at the pony, at one of the, ba- the bags on it, plunges a hand into it, and just grabs 17 gold pieces. Sebastian, you're my guy. Seb, do you mind if I call you Seb? He shakes his head. Negatively. It I, I doesn't work on a podcast. <laughs> he shakes his head. Which way, though? Uh, no. Thanks, Sebastian. So there's a little procession of guards, Groff and Sebastian behind them. Then the the carriage carrying the prisoner and two more guards and then ye. So in total, there's eight guards, Groff and Sebastian, the carriage and the four of ye. It's quite a trip to Gaeltar. It's from one end of the continent to the other. And as this is, uh, as your little group are traveling, words pass back to ye from soldiers to, uh, soldier to soldier that once we get clear of the lake, that they'll be making camp. They'll be up at the crack of dawn, breakfast, and then we begin again. The troop will be stopping along the way. They might have to stop for refreshments in Nookery, 
the horses will be swapped in the town of Thunderbury. From there then, it's on to Warmnook, Cherry Peak, and then that'll be the final stop before uh, Little Horn and then the city of Gilshire. So you're following what's called the Old Long Road. The evening kind of passes by fairly quietly. You'd have seen this small, it's like a little encampment that merchants and such and, uh, travelers would have been using on the road. There's already a small little group when they see you coming in, kind of a hush falls over the camp and the soldiers get about settings, getting things set up, tents, you're all shown where you're going to be sleeping. Anything you'd like to do that evening or can we continue on? So I'm going to go to the guard who gave me my per diem mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say, hey, look, I just want to give you a heads up because I don't want to get you in trouble. But like, I know you gave me the 10 gold pieces. I really do appreciate it. But I had to talk to Sebastian and he ended up saying that that wasn't good enough. I know. I'm like, you know, these 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 government types are just so like up there themselves. But like just for, for your own self, um, he basically said that that wasn't enough. Like, he gave me some more money, but just for your own self, like he gave me 40 gold pieces. So I think tomorrow you're going to have to give me 50 gold pieces um, <laughs> just to kind of... Because I, I don't want you to get in trouble. I don't. Want you Give me trouble. a deception check. I, oh no, that thing that I'm not good at. <laughs> and that one, I'm really hoping for that one here. <laughs> it's kind of the only thing that'll do it, huh? That's an 8 plus 7, 15. <laughs> the guard looks very, very worried because he gave you those 10 gold pieces out of his wages. And he's, he's just going to have to go to the lads and get the money, he supposes but they'll all get it back because he made a little note of it and he had Sebastian sign the note saying that, yes, he gave you 10 gold pieces. So now you want him to give you 50 gold pieces tomorrow. Hey, all expenses paid. (laughs) Yeah, this is not an expense. (laughs) You getting money is not an expense. Uh, Nate is fleecing guards. (laughs) Yeah, the the guard just kind of gives you... uh, uh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, 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 okay. Um, I'll, I'll talk to the lads and see what we can get you, okay? Nice. Hey, keep looking out. I'll do the same for you. I mean, like, we'll, we'll look out for each other. Is that the rest? No, 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 I mean, I'm saying, like, I got your back, you got my back. Okay. Uh, sure, okay, yeah. yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, bring it in, and I put my fist out to bump. And he thinks you're going to punch him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just kind of rubs the palm of his hand against yours. To nice, 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 yeah. Night passes without incident for once thank god it's gonna be a very calm episode everybody you're woken the following morning you're handed a kind of a light breakfast the plan is to head to nookery and you'll continue on the way to thunderberry and then warmnook it's quite a brisk breeze blowing around you sky is a little bit more overcast Uh, it's getting a little bit darker you can see kind of the sun trying to poke out a little bit but it's freezing but you hit the road all's all's okay all is well all is dandy and eventually Hephaesta you it's it's that weird thing where your memory starts to like oh no no we were here and you see the sign it's a a a little wooden pole sticking out of the ground and Kyle you recognize it as well and it points just up to the north and you see the name Nookery you wish you were here and you almost are oh my god did we bring booze did anyone bring booze? I mean, I usually have a flask on me, but... Oh my god. That's it. Oh my god. Nathaniel, yeah. do you have booze? Booze? Uh, no. Nookery's a dry town. What? Nookery's a dry town. Dry, dry. Like, what are you guys going to do? Die, maybe. 
I hope so. The small troop turns off the road. The caravan follows suit. You're going with? I'm just riding the horse. <laughs> <laughs> the horse is all saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you, you follow up the, the hill. There it is in, in all its glory. The thatched roofs, the pristine walls, the washed windows, the clean cobbles. <laughs> the dry, happy little village oh of Nookery. And as the uh, the caravan kind of comes up to the, the top of the hill, there's an order kind of pushed back that the carriage should wait outside. They don't want to upset. The people here tend to be a bit sensitive. They don't want to upset. You have a lovely view up here of the sea beyond. Everybody who kind of passes just goes, hello, hello, good, good morning, hello, pleasant, have a pleasant day. Oh, cheerio. They're all quite happy and polite. Hate it. All well-dressed. Pull my flask out of my, out of my pocket and just like... There's <laughs> <laughs> a little one, I have okay. to save it. Okay. <laughs> you take a little swig from it. Rations. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's like nine in the morning. Perfect. Okay. This is where me and Heffy met. Oh. Yeah. Do you have any nice memories? No. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, she's like that, you know. I take my flask back. What did happen to you anyway? How did you wind up in Nookery? I woke uh, up on an island and some really nice old lady had been taking care of me and she had her son boat me over. That's it. That's all I got. How did you end up so far away? I don't know. I was dead. What is it with you and guys in boats? Wait, hang on. What? How many guys with <laughs> boats have there been? You died? Too soon. I don't know. I think so. I was in a cave and Eve and Hadana were there tormenting me and I assume I'm, I hope I was dead. Okay, this is great and everything. Groff just approaches the four of you. Supplies. So if you need to get anything, remember to put it back on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I didn't get my per diem per day, so I'm going to need that. So I, I know Sebastian had some gold. He said he was going to so it was just 70 gold pieces was all. <laughs> Give me a deception check. That's a nine. 70 gold pieces. What are you buying? No, well, see, uh, like my compatriots, unlike my compatriots, I travel quite light. So uh, as such, as I, I don't necessarily need to get any sort of physical material objects. So therefore you have no expenses. Well, no, it, 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 it's sort of a material thing. Again, you're, you're, I'm, I'm actually a professional traveling bird. You're uh, paying for my time. So dance. I mean, I'll get the money then, right? Uh, if you were out of pocket for dancing and singing. Right, I give Groff a lap dance. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> give me a performance check. Oh my God. 23. You start humming a ditty about your humps. Yeah. And kind of grinding into Groff. He stands there the entire time. And then just kind of looks over at you, Hephaestus. Yeah, I, I, just, I start calling the guards in to come and have a look <laughs> and watch. <laughs> Groff reaches into a satchel and takes out a small leather pouch. There is six gold pieces, 13 silver pieces, and six copper pieces. And he just gestures, he holds it out limply towards you. Great, I'll uh, talk to Sam for the rest. Groff just takes kind of a side step, kind of still holding his arms outwards. And the entire time, Mephisto, he's just got it locked his eyes on you. I'm so sorry. The horses are to be fed and watered. Uh, we'll be moving out in an hour. Can I go find a shop and see if I can get a couple of healing potions? Yep. I'm going to go to the local sort of, uh, I don't want to say bar, but sort of like ice cream parlor. <laughs> <laughs> bistro. Bistro. I'm going to go to a bistro and I'm going to order 
nine. Actually, no, ten. Actually, ten ice cream floats for me and the boys. Actually, eleven. One for my boy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. You find the dry tavern uh, and you head inside. Via you cross the marketplace and you do, you see kind of a, a small little shop. There's two little carts out the front of it with very, very well-polished apples in them. The shop front is immaculate. You've never seen anything so beautiful in your life. Kyle and Hephaestus, what are you doing? Fia's kind of got me thinking now about, like, what happened. Can I just go, like, ask around about, like, what's in the area, what's off the coast? Yeah, you're going to go... If you uphill and down the other side of the hill, there was that little pier below. Yeah. Yeah, so you're heading back down there. Kyle's going to just ask the eight guards accompanying them as to... Any any ideas on, on Hephaestus? What's her whole deal? What the crack? This is the Galeshire army. Raymond and Damon are officers in okay. Tesrop City Guard. Cool. Uh, so they don't. They don't know anything about her. Yeah, the guards just say she seems a bit stuck up. Like she seems a bit difficult, mm. if not hot. Mm. Mm. I'll just try for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks anyway. What uh, is it? What's your name? Caleb. Caleb Pleasure. Charmed. Does Gruff seem a little off? Is that just me? You can see that they, they all want to say something, but also he's their commanding officer, so they don't want to say something without it getting reported back. Kyle's going to silently cast the tech thoughts on Caleb, or whoever, if there's anyone who looks particularly like they would like to spill. Oh, they all do. They all literally, okay. they all love a goss. Uh, <laughs> any of the above. There's two, like, there's one where you pick up their surface level stuff and there's one where you can pry. He's not going to do that because they have a chance at figuring that out. Yeah. They're all their thoughts about Groff are at the top. Yeah, Caleb is like, yeah, God, is he mad at me? Like, is, like, is Groff mad at me? He seems so, like, he's not his usual self. He's not, like, I thought, you know, like, I really respected him and he commands himself so well and he just... Caleb can't put his finger on it, but Groff seems kind of mad. He's also kind of being a bit bratty towards Sebastian. He's not really paying attention to his men like he normally would do. And one or two were like, I thought he thought the, the, the ASMR guy was hot, but he hasn't really commented on him. And he's usually very forthcoming with his men, and morale in general seems a bit down. Okay, well, look, this sounds dry, but the next one will go for a round. No talking Obviously, why would we talk? We're men. Ah ha ha. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nathaniel, you head inside and you approach the bar. Hi, hello. Do you do root beer floats? We can do you a root tea. Um, Have you got anything like, what's kind of like uh, scrumptious? We do shaved ice. Oh, flavored? Yeah. Yeah? Natural. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, have you got anything sweet? Yeah, root tea. Okay, what like what flavor of root is it? Is it like a ginger root? Is it like what kind of roots you got? Like a nub. Nub. Mm. <laughs> okay, can I tr- can I try a bit of the root tea? Like a, like a thimbleful. Oh, just, oh, just oh. get a sense of it because I, I want to buy some. Like, see the guys outside. I'm gonna, I was looking to buy around, so I just want to make sure that like they're pretty big deal. The government guys. Um, they were for the king, so I just wanted to like give them a bit of a treat, oh. see what you got. So I just want to 
literally just a thimbleful, and then if it's if it's nice, which you seem to think it is, I'm going to buy a, a big old round for. Oh, okay, of people. course, of course. Yeah. Um, he, he turns back, and you hear him kind of faffing around. There's a sound of kind of ceramic clinking and like some like leaves crunching and stuff like that. Then you just hear kind of water pouring, and then there's a rather pungent earth smell. And he turns back, and he has a blue ceramic cup, and he just shoves a little bit of it across to you. It is a murky orange color. I'll give it a little bit of a, a smell, and then I'll, I'll take a, a little sip just to taste. So originally, like when you first taste it, you're like, tastes a bit like peppery leaves, and then it's a rather soapy aftertaste. Do you have any actual like sugar? Oh no 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 no! Nookery's a dry town. We don't. No no no. What? No 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 no. Fruit. Decorative. Look between you and me, okay. It's not gonna get it. I get it. Dry town, cool. I can't. I can't imagine tourism is doing very well. For oh, guys. it's off. Oh, you, 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 tourism's off. You're not actually allowing yeah. anyone in. No, 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 no. We oh, don't. Okay. We, we don't do tours here. It's it's a little too exciting. Right. Okay. I'm going to take my business elsewhere. <laughs> Have a lovely day. And you, sir. Thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. And your nub. It's not for everybody. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you crossed the marketplace, you saw the, the shop front. As you step th- through the archway, you bump into this elderly woman and you just say, my God, she's dressed like a rainbow threw up on her head to toe. These big, black, chunky spectacles uh, and a bangly necklace uh, all over her, like just like literally wrapped around her. Oh, excuse me. I'm very sorry. No, 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 no. It, 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 it's good. And she just steps past you. I wouldn't be wasting your time in It's a very amateur. And she just saunters off. Okay. And I go in to the counter. There's, there's two identical dwarven men standing there, both with just a ring of hair, shiny, shiny scalps, both in their late 60s, both very old looking and weathered wearing kind of tan-coloured shirts, brown overalls, and a muted dicky bow. Hi, um, I was looking for some health potions, if you had any. No, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. We don't peddle any of that around here. Health potions? No. You take your toxic, you take your toxic muck water out of here right now. One of the brothers has just covered his ears. Sure. And I turn on my heel and walk out. You see that human woman, the kind of the elderly woman, just sauntering past. You were right. Of course, they are morons. How could they not have, like, something as simple as a health potion? They said I am offensive, and she she points at herself. How is that offensive? That's beautiful. Thank you. Clearly, you have an eye for art. I don't know about art, but I think it is very stunning. Oh, please, I am an installation. (laughs) (laughs) Why is this place so busy? We're on our way to the, the capital, Galeshire, um, to meet with the king. A fancy lady, so. I wish it was fancy. It's to do over the attack that happened at Tezrab. Attack? Yeah, Tezrab was attacked a few days ago. No. Yeah. By uh-huh. an army of the undead. <gasps> They're not here? No, no, no. We It was dealt with. But we're going to bring someone who is caused the problem to the king for a trial. She she kind of clutches uh, at her neck uh, and she tucks an arm, like her right arm under her left armpit. And she's like, oh, go on. I don't know how 
much I'm supposed to say if a man is supposed to say anything. You can trust Olga. I tell nobody. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Gates, um, we were, I was having a dinner party at my house. And next thing, there was this huge explosion. And some of the gates of Tesseract fell. There was like undead everywhere and ghouls. And there was this undead priest who we'd met before, weeks before, who was like leading this, them and all sorts of like people like in the council and stuff were like involved in, in all sorts of nefarious shit. So yeah, that's why we're on our way to the, to the King in Gilshire. Inspirational. I'm inspired. You have inspired me. Really? You are so naked with the truth. Such boldness. It's more of a bad habit. Oh, well, there's nothing to be ashamed of the naked body. Come, come. Olga has something for you. Olga, Olga, I, you, you of all will appreciate this, I, I can tell. I have a little wagon just outside the town. It's just parked a little bit away from here. Okay. I, I, Fia, don't take any sweets. <laughs> Fia. Oh, she says she's got stuff on a wagon outside the city. I don't know. Maybe we could find something useful because I'm not finding anything there. A friend? Yes. This oh, is, this is welcome, me. welcome, welcome along. Any friend of... Your name? Fia. Of her. It's <laughs> a friend of Olga's. Come. Oh. You can come to my wagon as well. She pulls you up to a small, round little wagon. There's a rather elderly-looking donkey... They're just chomping away on some royal cut grass, making a mess of the place. Olga has a little chuckle to herself when she sees it. <laughs> Sick offense. Okay, I am going to dress your friend. It's good. It's going to be beautiful. She's going to. She's art. Look at her. What? Ah, oh, you've inspired. You can, come, 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 come. And she's now just shoving you. She's shoving Whoa, you out the van. Okay, okay. Oh, one moment. The lady must. A lady must reveal herself. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> I, I didn't sign up for that. What? You're not a lady and you're not revealing anything. Nobody wants to see your horrible male form. Uh, she swings open the door of the caravan and she just shoves you inside oh. here. It's just wall-to-wall fabric. Bundles and bundles of fabric. And then there's that, like a massive leather over there and you're seeing a lot of buckles over here and there's just a little arched sign hanging over dresser drawers and you just it just reads Olga Floppenbottoms, Haberdashery and Dominatrix. This is insane. Oh, thank you, thank you. You are just such a bold and wonderful and daring creature. It's a shame. You hide yourself away behind all of this garbage. Well, it's to make sure that I'm like stealthy, you know? Like- oh, please. The best way, the best, my, my mother used to always say, the best way of hiding, standing out in plain sight. <laughs> and for you, I have a gift. Do you trust Olga? As much as I trust anyone I met two minutes ago. Oh, the honesty. She opens the door, uh, Nate, and she's just looking at you. Barbaric honesty. <laughs> I think you're fucking weird. <laughs> and she closes the door. <laughs> okay, undress. Huh? Undress. Huh? You need uh, a whole new wardrobe. Oh, please, Olga has seen all this before. And she just she just stands back and she just opens the door again. (laughs) No, no, no! Please, please don't avert your gaze. Don't avert your gaze. No, please do, please do. And don't avert your body. I will. You should should not be ashamed of it. He's my friend. I sort of turn my head towards her, but my eyes are looking. Every friend is a potential lover. And she shuts (laughs) the door again. (laughs) Now, this. And she rifles, she's literally pulling at, at fabric. And then she knocks over like a, just a satin red sheet. And there's just this full on gimp suit standing there. 
oh, that's, oh, oh, I was supposed to deliver that. Ah, well, I'll be on the way back. And she knocks it out of the way and she finds a small little cupboard and she pulls it out and there's just, it's just ribbons and ribbons and ribbons of fabric. She grabs all of them and she just, just starts wrapping you in this. Oh, wunderbar. You know those Renaissance paintings where like the model, the fabric is just draped, hiding her modesty. That's literally (laughs) all it is. It's all this, but it's just this sheer pink fabric wrapped all around you. It hugs you in every right way. It is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Say no more. She opens the door and she just shoves. Give me a strength saving throw. Nine. I'm 18. <laughs> oh, God. Olga. Olga, the time. Can I have my stuff, though? She shoves you out the door. She's no, told no, no. you. She's not, she's not, I'm not robbing you. Oh. Uh, yet. <laughs> Behold, my heart weeps. It weeps. I don't want to destroy it while we're That's writing. wonderful. Oh, you while won't destroy it. Oh. No, but while oh. we're riding the horses. So. Oh, it's fine. It's breathable. It was really nice to meet you, and I run off. <laughs> Are you actually just running off? I'm running off. So you've grabbed your stuff. And I'm running. I'm going to go find a tree or some, like, a corner and change. Well. <laughs> she must not take that off. Why? Oh, no, 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 no. It is not ready. There's a little problem with my work. Right. I'm a cursed seamstress. <laughs> oh. Yes. So what's going to happen if she takes it off? Well, it's, well, if she takes a piece off herself, the robes of revealing will allow her to seduce anybody. If she takes it off, she'll seduce someone. A piece. Just a piece. And she'll be able to seduce anybody. Like she'd get some sort of advantage on a persuasion check. would revolve around flirting. <laughs> oh. I will, I, will, I will let her know. But if she removes it, oh, the consequences could be fatal. Dead fatal? Deadly fatal. Oh. I was going to ask if you have anything for me, but I'm not sure if I want anything. I have a cod piece. <laughs> God, I love a cod piece. <laughs> Do you want to see it? <laughs> I mean, does it come with chips? <laughs> we return to the docks. <laughs> you throw on a cod piece. <laughs> Wondering when you're getting your chips. <laughs> you head down to the docks. It's very quiet. It's, there's not a thing out of place. There's not a crate that's not lined up perfectly. It's all wonderfully symmetrical. There's only one boat, and is there... Hey, hey, coming back? Hey, no, I'm I'm not coming back. We're just stopping by on our way to to Gelshire. It's just you. Oh, sorry, I have friends in town. Oh, you found them? I found them. Yeah, and they're not dead. Nobody's dead. Oh, Granny's well, gonna be really happy. I owe her money. Some people are dead. What? But not my friends. Oh, t- wait, what? Huh? Who's dead? A lot of people in town. Oh. It's alright. I mean, it's. So what do you do? What do you, what do, you, what do, you, do you want to go to fishes? No, I can't. I do. I want to, but I, I can't. I have to. I have to finish this mission we're on. I guess. How How are you doing? How's? Oh, I'm fine. I'm still on the boat. Yeah. Don't have a dog. Really? Still. Yeah. Granny's yeah. snow. Granny okay? Yeah, still alive. Good. You're Granny okay? dead for about 20 years so I was just you know um, stroll down memory lane are there any like caves in the area like big caves haunted by like you know old ones or something what 
Do you think I was like dead when you guys found me? There's an existential dread washing over Urban now. I have to go back to fishes. If you knew somebody and they were a really good person and then they suddenly became a really bad person and like they were maybe on trial and you could maybe like change their fate, what would you do? The wind's really bad right now, so <laughs> I, I have to go. Okay. Good talk. Glad you're doing all right. Thanks. You too. For the ride that one time. Oh, okay. I hope you get a dog. I hope you don't say that to me again. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets on his, like, in his boat. Oh, he's already in his boat. And he just, mm, he, like. just, he, just he just wants you to go away. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I just stand here on the docks. <laughs> He's not ready to go yet. He's waiting for a shipment. <laughs> He's just standing there too. Uh, it's been a while. There's no sign of Hephaestus. You knew she was heading to the docks. <laughs> Someone come save her. This is classic Hephaestus, I assume. Just disappearing for hours at a time. Probably getting engaged. Probably getting engaged. Sounds I like haven't a... taken that string off my finger, by the way. Mm. Aw. Oh. I'll go back into town. Okay. <laughs> just awkwardly walking away. Like, oh, 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 what's up with my name? Yeah. <laughs> no, just people talking about you. Fear. I've run away and find, found somewhere to, like, hunker down and organizing my things to get out of this garb. Well, if you want, we can cut over to Nate and his codpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, doesn't chafe in the slightest. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's very well um, tailored. I don't know what the correct term is. No, the tailored. I'll, I'll take tailored. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. So, what, so in, in what way is my codpiece cursed? <laughs> oh, no, this I made before I got cursed. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you want the cursed codpiece? <laughs> Not like a curse, but if it, you know, if you could do something magical, that'd be very cool. Oh, it's pretty magical now. Look at it. <laughs> oh, well. I'll go. <laughs> I don't even know your name. <laughs> it's Nate. <laughs> oh, Nate. Mm. Olga. I'm kind of a famous musician. And I'm kind of a famous seamstress. Well, kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'll just take this then. For sure, I just tell people Olga made it. Okay. I'll just write your name on it. It might just be easiest. <laughs> See, have, you need to start branding your work. This is the thing. It's like, if you want to move out of the wagon, you got to start putting your name on things. <laughs> so you're giving Olga Flappenbottoms a marketing lesson. Yeah. While Fia's getting dressed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the curse on that bad boy? <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you've slipped down a field and you are just feeling utterly like it's like the redness in your face just won't go away if you seeing nobody around you slip out of the robes of revealing and as you do you feel the mark on your back there's like a an electricity there for a moment like kind of like you become so aware of it and you feel something change a little bit in your heart as you dress and the world's kind of fucking shit like the world's really fucking shit and you're just so fucking sick of everyone's goddamn fucking lies and it's about time somebody told the truth. You have disadvantage on all deception checks. Yeah, you're just feeling really angry and really hurt by everything. And the truth of it, you just kind of feel it. And the truth fucking hurts and the truth fucking sucks. 
puberty. <laughs> I take the robe and I like stuff it really aggressively into my bag and like storm back. You've all kind of gathered again and Groff and Sebastian are there. Fia, oh. Fia, don't take the dress off. It's cursed. Really? Yeah. Bit too fucking late for that. I know, right? And I walk off. She's not she's not wearing a dress, mate. Do you like my cod piece? I do. <laughs> Very stylish. Olga made it. Olga who? Olga Olga uh, Olga Flapper. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god, she's here. Is she still here? Did she go? She's all wagging over there. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hold my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what are you all getting cursed items? <laughs> Curse me, please. <laughs> Groff, we're moving out. We don't have time anymore. Just get your things and we're going. Don't refer to our friend as a thing, okay? <laughs> he just looks at a fist uh, and then he gets on his horse. <laughs> what did I ever do to this man? <laughs> and two of the others assembled. Fia's still gone? I'm on my horse waiting to go. Okay, two of the others. There's something off with Gruff. Something has changed and he's angry and seems to have upset them in some way. And it just seems unusual that we have a lot of people you're talking about evil suddenly becoming violent. There was someone masquerading as you, causing upset. Keep an eye on Gruff. Well, they should all just get over it. Yeah. Okay, well, they have feelings too, then. Oh, yeah, whatever. Oh. <laughs> you okay? You look flushed. You don't normally have colour. I would like very much if you didn't make comments on my appearance. Thank you. Okay. That's understandable. <laughs> Sorry. Whatever. Okay. Wow. What got up her nub? <laughs> <laughs> We're heading out. I'm just gonna just as before we head out, I'm just gonna like look at Seb. Seb just moves a little hand under his neck and just looks at you and just shakes his head left and right. There's a very heavy tension, a very fear oriented tension pressing down on the, the group. It's going to be another day and a half, two days travel before you make it to the town of Thunderberry. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't, I'm don't. i not really feeling this right now. It's just, I'd rather not be here. Like, Fia is just really mad and angry at everything. And uh, Hephaestus is kind of jealous of that. <laughs> Someone's brooding better than me. <laughs> and Nate's still just flashing that cod piece at anybody that will stop and look at it and trying to still fleece the guards they did give you your 70 gold or 50 gold you asked the guards for yeah. so they've given you your 50 gold for the day as well but nice. they've then told you that Sebastian said that you're cut off see that and then I'm I like so they say that to me I'm like oh Seb he's so far up Groff's butt it's like what's his deal you know what I mean it's like that that Groff guy he's just so weird it's like you want to ask him for my pretty end before and I'm like, see, I don't want to have to come to you guys it's like Groff should be the one paying that you know, it's like, why do I have to come? To, like, I shouldn't have to come to you guys. Like, what's his deal? Wait, 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 look, I'm not going to say anything about my commanding officer. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. But he's being a real butthead. He's, oh. not, he's not like this normally. Like, normally he's really good to everybody and he's really kind. And I mean, he can be stern. Don't get me wrong. He's a yeah, commanding yeah. officer. He's in charge. And he, he has to be tough. But this is not the Croft that we know. Oh, what about that Seb guy? Like, he's just, yeah. Oh, no, Seb's, Seb's sound. But like, but obviously, you just no, no. I won't hear a bad word said about Seb. Well, no. So the thing is that like it's sort of like an extension of that. So it's like you know, like no, no, no. See, the problem, the problem is, you see, when I wait, look, you know better than better than I do. So no, we do. But like, see, the thing is, right? 
you're taking the piss with this expenses thing. Like it's, I mean, we're not supposed to be giving you just gold pieces. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I see that I, I was just going off of what I was told. So again, this is obviously just sort of misunderstanding. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Okay, so if it's a misunderstanding, are you okay to give the money back or? No, because again, I am owed that money. <laughs> Why couldn't you curse him? I hear fucking shite off. <laughs> You're one of my favorite shite hawks in the world, but you are a shite hawk. <laughs> you made camp after, you know, after traveling until dark that second night. You made camp, you woke up the following morning. It's another day until Thunderberry and Groff has said that they'll stop along the way to feed the, and water the horses. You'll grab lunch. The tension is only building. It's just getting harder and more and more awkward. And the men are getting sour. Sebastian's getting sour. Groff is sour. You're sour. Fia is poisonous uh, <laughs> at this stage. As the third, as the third day rolls around into the trip, and in the distance you can see the the town of Thunderberry, and there's a large like windmill, the blades turning. It's quite a serene, even though it, the coldness is there, and there's a frost on the road, and there's ice setting into the, to the mucky puddles. And normally you'd be like, oh, it's a fresh morning, it's good for you, breathe it in. It's just shit. It's just awful. It's cold. It's not warm. And it's icy. And it's just crap. And there's this another town coming up. And it's probably full of more weirdos. And even the men are starting to give out. Even the soldiers are starting to give out about about the whole thing now. Actually vocalizing, spurred on by Nate, of course. Vocalizing their discomfort and their displeasure at the whole thing. And it's just becoming a mess. And as the caravan trundles into Thunderberry, Groff just holds up a hand. He's like, enough. Enough. No, enough. Enough. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this. Come here, all of you. Gather around. Into the market square. All of you. Come on. We're, 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 we're just doing this. We're doing... We need to do this. You, you, Fia. Mm. Yeah, you, you, you. Wash. Okay. Since we've left Tezrap, it's been three days, 72 hours... Okay. I've noticed a bit of tension building. It's, 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 it's palpable. Okay. And I like a bit of tension. It's good. Angry's the blood. But this, this is not good. And I, I, look, I don't want to point the finger of blame. So I'll point four. And I think we can all agree that our group, our group, our, me and my men, me and my soldiers, me and my... Uh, their family, me and my family. We're starting to really be overwhelmed and the townspeople are kind of gathered around and watching this as well. Mm. We're just getting overwhelmed by this. So we have to sort out what's happening here. Look, I just don't think you're paying your men well enough. Like, they had to scrimp and save to give him a per diem and I just don't think that's fair. And I think, like, you've got Seb there. He's got, like, he's got two big bags either side of his horse on his saddlebags just absolutely teeming with gold and I think it's just, it's just I, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. You are aware that that's money that we are meant to be giving to the villagers and townspeople that we pass through from the king. I mean, I haven't seen it. By now, and Sebastian, can you please, uh, and Sebastian just whips an abacus out of the the satchel for one of the donkeys, and he starts doing math on the abacus. Mm. Um, By our counts, uh, Nathaniel, um, you have currently taken 77 gold pieces. Uh... 
Actually, it's 83 gold pieces, 13 silver pieces, and 6 copper pieces, which isn't nearly enough for three days, which should be 50 gold pieces a day, so it should be 150. Okay. So I'll have you know you're going to get it quite the discount. Fia, how many gold have you spent? I don't know. Hephaestus. Annie? A couple of books. A couple of books worth of gold pieces. Yeah. Okay. Kyle? Mostly just food. So you haven't actually built the kingdom? Not, not in a sense, no. So we'll round it up there, Nathaniel. Currently, currently, you have fleeced the people of Galeshire. 84 gold pieces. Feeling quite happy with yourself? No, actually. Oh, okay. Um, Fia, do you think that's fair? It just goes to show how shit the world is and that anyone who gets a fucking chance will take advantage. So you think Nathaniel is taking advantage? Everyone takes advantage. Yeah, you're taking advantage of your men. They're being paid... Not enough. Am I right for you? God, you're fucking annoying. See, this... This is what I'm talking about. Like, if we stop wasting time... Stopping for this bullshit, we could get there quicker, and this could all be over. I don't disagree with you. Or, like, why didn't you just take our written fucking statements to bring to the king? That's one thing I don't understand. What the king wants, the king gets. Miss Burbage. Now, I want to bring a little bit of healing to this. Whatever baggage the four of you are bringing on this journey, you dump it here in Thunderberry. So I'm going to take my men to that little tavern over there. It's just called the Swell Pig. And we're going to have a lovely little lunch while the four of you work this out. Groff just saunters off with his men towards the thing and the townspeople kind of go back to their business. Did we just get told off? Sorry, I don't really want to answer because apparently I'm annoying, so I'm just not going to... Oh, buddy. Why are you so fucking nice to him? The it's, silence is beautiful, actually. It's just this fun thing we have. Okay, well, I mean, I honestly, it. I don't know why you didn't kill him, though. And Whoa. secondly... Oh my god, sorry! <laughs> this is the I'm dark universe, Fia. <laughs> Fia. Why do you say, though? I feel really weird doing this anyway. Do you know what, Fia? I'm really starting to understand why you've always been single. Whoa! Ooh. Don't let him talk to you like that. You deserve oh. better than that. You're gonna feel, you're gonna feel the one to lash out at Hephaesta here. It's not, I know, I know, I can see it in your eyes. Oh, Why yeah. is it always fucking me? What did I do? No, right now it's Nate and them. you deserve that. So the townspeople just oh. gather around again. <laughs> Nobody deserves that. Then why were you with him for so long? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Okay. Why was he with me for so long if he hates me so fucking much? This trip fucking sucks. Ever since we were in Nookery, this just does nothing but fucking suck. This sucks. The world sucks. East suck. Groff sucks. All of this fucking sucks. Why since we're in Nukri? I don't know. It just feels that way. It really fucking sucks. Might have to do with the cursed dress. Do you think it has something to do with the cursed dress, everyone? Yeah, what cursed dress? What cursed dress? Yeah, you went with that strange lady and she gave you a cursed dress and she told you not to take it off and then you took it off. She didn't tell me not to take it off. What the fuck? I distinctly remember telling you not to take it off. After I'd taken it off. Yeah, well, that's kind of your fault though, isn't it? Okay. She was she was fitting me for a cod piece, so that's a euphemism I've heard. We can <laughs> we can sit and a point blame 
all day. Or we could maybe get you to someone who can lift a curse. If I am bloody cursed, that'd be great. If you're cursed. It sounds Jesus a lot like you're cursed. My luck. It's not a bad curse. It's just like, it's just a bit brash. You know, that's fine. As curses go, like, they're way worse. Well, just stick it out then. You'd be bothered by it. Um, I mean, I don't think anybody's heart <laughs> feelings can take much more of it. It's been like 24 hours. <laughs> I, I'm, I've not been subject to all of the everything. And look, if you want me to just keep out, I can. Or if you want me to kind of butt in, I can. But I know magic for what good that is or does. And I know that you, you seem to, I mean, look. Here's the thing, right? You seem to be pursued by dark and powerful forces and have been for quite some time. So that's that's got to be rough. That's got to take a toll, do you know? You died. That's rough. That's rough. It was not great. You lost your mother. And also I nearly died. And also you nearly died? Yeah. nearly died? Yeah, she was going to stab me. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. I thought we were over that. Yeah, well, nah, I mean. And look, you have been cursed. And that's bad. That's, there's no getting around that. Yes, things are bad. Is, is it not okay for things to just be bad? Why does everyone have to do a therapy session? It, just accept things are bad and maybe we'll, we'll okay, work well, through we'll it eventually. S- can we solve this curse shit or whatever? Like, you'll, need, you'll need a healer. You'll need like a restoration thing. Or maybe the lady who put it on can break it. Or That would have been handy to know back while we were in Nookery with her. Hey, kid. And I point to a kid in the crowd. <laughs> Ah. Where's your near where's the nearest healer here? My mom says she's got magic hands. Well, everybody. Anyone know a healer around here? Like seriously? Does this town have a fucking healer? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, I'm kinda of regretting what I did. <laughs> Could you put the dress back on? Would that help? I wrap it around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> Scarf. Yeah. Does that make you feel better? It's not traditionally how you wear a dress. Well, it's not fucking working, is it? There's oh. a healer in the next town. Great. That's her. Okay. That's where my mom went me when my leg was all boo-booed. Oh. oh it's fine now. Yeah. I just limps away. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, wait, kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's one copper piece. <laughs> Cheap's king. <laughs> <laughs> he heard the conversation about you having 84 gold pieces. <laughs> I like that kid. <laughs> So the plan is to get Fia to eat her in the next town. for another few hours. (laughs) Just saying, if you try putting the dress on, on, maybe it would make a difference. I try putting the dress on, on. It's really awkward to get on. Like, you keep calling it a dress. It's basically silk scarfs that she tied. You know those, like, weird things you'd see advertised on, like, the shopping channel? It's like, it's a headband. It's an arm sling. It's a bathing suit and a winter scarf. It's one of those things where you have to, like, you know, try to figure out the... It just looks dumb on you now. I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. Good for you. In the spirit of friendship, here, have some leg warmers. (laughs) I hand her the leg warmers from the... From the thing my mum made. That's from my mum. My mum made that. Oh, Sam, why? Oh, God. <laughs> They're kind of ugly. I don't want them. My mum made them. <laughs> yeah, I know Marilla made them. I gave them back to you for mm. an obvious reason. Yeah. In the spirit of friendship. That's all that was. If you're not interested, that's fine. 
I'll keep my leg warmers. You can keep your ugly bow your mum gave you. And we'll just draw a line in the sand. Sweet. Fine by me. Enough. Enough. Absolutely enough. And like throws his arms out in front of him. No, this is great. No, it's not, Hephaestus. It's bad. Of course and you'd th- love the fact this, that you, you miss. No, stop it. The <laughs> fact that you think it's great is indicative of something we're going to have to deal with later. Absolutely not. That fear is cursed. Nate, we don't, it could be making her tell horrible, awful lies. What if we're cursed? With fear. <laughs> You're not cursed and you have no excuse. Fear, we'll try and get you help. All of this for a piece of bloody fabric that she wrapped around me and left me standing there naked in her frickin' wagon for. It looks like nice fabric. It does feel nice against the skin, <laughs> I suppose. Mm. Yeah, you do actually really like it. <laughs> and can we solve this curse bullshit or whatever? Like, do we have to wait for those fools in the tavern? How long is it going to take us to get the next town? They're in the tavern, why are you asking me? Because <laughs> well, if we ask them, they're going to tell us not to go. I don't want to talk to Groff. He's mean. Fear, you talk to Groff. <laughs> Sick fear. <Fiat. laughs> yeah. Okay. Like storm into the tavern. No, I always told her she should feel her feelings a little more. Wow, she's <coughs> doing that, huh? <laughs> My baby. <laughs> you, Sophia, you storm off, leaving the others with the carriage. You head into the tavern, uh, the swell pig. It's busy. The men are all drinking. Like, not, not heavily, but they all have a little kind of glass and full plates in front of them and Groff sitting over in a corner, just staring out a window. I, I storm off over to him like, hey, how long till this next town? There's not, there's lots of difference between Nookery and Thunderberry and Thunderberry and Warmnook. Okay, cool. Because apparently we need to get <laughs> moving there to a healer because I'm fucking cursed. Sorry? I got cursed in Nookery and we need to solve this problem. Apparently that's why I'm being so abrasive and bullshit right now and causing this fucking atmosphere. No, 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 no Fia. Who said you were cursed? Those ones out there. And they said that the curse has made you more abrasive. Yeah. And that sounds right to you. I don't fucking know. At least if I see a healer, at least they'll be able to tell me something. I mean, they don't have a clue, really. That is an exceptionally sensible thing to say. Would you like a seat? No. I just wanted to say that over the last couple of days, and from what I've learned and gleaned from various people around you, your brother notwithstanding... They're not giving you half the respect you deserve. Kind of accurate. Why do you put up with it? You know what? I don't really know anymore. Do you think maybe when we get to Galeshire and you say your piece to the king? Yeah, I might just fuck off back to Tezrab and go back to my own life. But working for your brother? That halfwit? He's many things he's not a halfwit. Oh, Fia, you're giving that man way too much credit. So he thinks he can manipulate some townsfolk into bought a frenzy to vote for him so he can sit on a council in a podunk city. I'm not talking about that side of the business. Oh, do tell. Doesn't fucking matter now, right? I just, how long to the next fucking town? It's another day's travel. Cool, all right, and I turn on my heel and I go back outside. 
while she's in there, let's go get her some flowers or something. Maybe that would make her feel better about the whole situation. What do you I think? No, I think that's bad. Does she like flowers? I think we should leave her alone. I don't feel ready yet. I just want to sit here and I want to feel my feelings, if that's okay. I okay. appreciate what you're trying to do. No, of I course. just need to sit here and feel my feelings. Right Absolutely. Now, I'm not feeling too good. I'm feeling a little bit yeah. annoyed. She's been really picking on me. Yeah. And I know I'm not a perfect person, but I just it's it's a lot right now, particularly after my mother died and my wife died. And you know, your I wife died. died. Yeah, my wife died. Oh, my husband died. Uh. You weren't married. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you guys have been through a, a whole lot, but especially me. Fear you come back at this point. He says it's another day away to the next town. Okay, okay. What would help? What would make everyone feel better? If you stop patronizing me, that would be great. I don't know if I know how. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not wearing a cursed dress. <laughs> we could all do our own thing for the night and meet back up. And we we could all just be quiet. We could all just. I'm gonna just get up and storm over to the bar. I'm gonna go to the bar. This well pig. Unless we just stand around. I hate to be the one to bring it up, but we do have a lot of collective knowledge about kind of. Gods, crystals, you know. It just, it seems like it needs addressing at some point. I don't, I don't even know, I don't actually know why they want me here. So maybe I can do that while you're all. Yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? So, there were so many people at the battle. It just doesn't really, I don't, I'm not sure why I would be important over any other. Your mother was at the battle. Yeah, like why the fuck isn't she here? Why isn't she here? Like, I don't understand that if the battle was the problem. We were there for a bloody trial for what happened at the Flotsdam estate, not what happened in the city. Speaking of, they left us with the carriage with Eve in it. Mm-hmm. You want to go over and chat to Eve? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fia, you're just there broiling the ear off of Kael. Uh, Hephaestus, you move over to the carriage to try and have a conversation with Eve. Uh, we'll just cut to Nate going into the swell pig. When you walk in, all the guards just stop and just look at you. I walk past the guards and I go to the bar. All right, that. Uh, yeah. Um, just I just wanted to help you. You can help me. Um, how much is it for a drink? Twelve copper pieces. How many drinks have the guards and all that had? They're on water now. They had a glass of mead each, and now they're on water. How much is it for three rounds of mead? Maybe you should clear that with their commanding officer. It's fine. I don't think it is. It's I'm not fine. comfortable serving them. You can blame it on me, please. Uh, I mean, I'll get the drinks if you get the permission. Groff? Groff's still staring out the window. There's a plate in front of him. There's a small glass in front of him. The food seems to be mostly untouched. He just turns and looks at you. May I buy your men a round of drinks, please? Nathaniel, pull I up won't a claim it on expenses. <laughs> uh, pull up a seat. I'd like to talk to you about something. I turn to the back. I'll, look, I'll, I'll be back. Okay, and I, I go over to Groff. Okay. What happened outside? The tallying of the money you extracted so cleverly from my men and me and Sebastian. I have to hand it to you. Quite a little clever scheme. I didn't quite appreciate it for what it was at the time. But I still don't condone it, of course. Rather dubious of you. Ingenious, some might say. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. 
Why don't the others give you credit for your genius? I don't know. They're I I, I don't know Kyle too well. He, he seems quite nice from from what little time I spent with him. The other two, I think they're just kind of small town people. I don't think they have sort of a they don't really see the bigger picture on things. You know, I wear I'm quite well traveled. I'm sure you are too as a as a commanding officer. Quiet. If I had to hazard a guess, I would say it's probably that. And you trust this Kyle? I think so, yeah. He doesn't give me any reason to think otherwise. Other than the fact that he's palling around with the woman who tried to kill you a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean... I'm here. For now. I mean, she seems to just jump from person to person use them up spit them look I'm just telling you what I've observed and what people around the city said about her yeah I mean look I, I've had my fair share of Festa and uh, I'm good I'm not too worried about her and you don't I mean you don't hold her responsible for anything that happened any of what Nathaniel, her boss isn't on trial just for some dodgy love potions. Do you not think it's a bit coincidental that the night she returns, there's an attack on the city, your mom dies, it's a couple of weeks after her boss gets arrested. Look, it could just be a coincidence, but that's what we're going to go and find out. Yeah. So, um, can I buy that round? Why don't I get you around? Go ahead. Sebastian. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, Sebastian pops up literally out of nowhere uh, and goes to the bar and gets you a glass of mead. You and Groff sit there and have have the bents. At the same time, again, your ear is literally... You know, we've had a, like a mobile phone to your ear for way too long. That's what it feels like having a conversation with Fia right now. <laughs> it's like literally your ear is hot. Hephaestus, you've... The carriage is... The, the, it, you can't... Like, you can whisper to her. Mm. They're only kind of a couple of feet away. But you haven't really approached... Nobody has other than one of the guards to check on her, to feed her, to take her out for use the bathroom and stuff like that. Okay, so I just want to like... I can sneak over to the far side of it at least. Yeah, you're going to the semblance of privacy. Sure. Yeah, perfect. So you'd be closer to the swell pig. So I just, I just walk up and I'm just like Eve, Eve. Festo, Festo, what do you, what do you want? I, I told you I need to know what happened. I, I, I don't know what we're going into. I, I don't know what's about to happen. I, I, I need to know what happened to you. What so happened? I, I know Fe- how to go forward. What happened, Festo? Was you stabbed me in the back? You took a dagger. And you rammed it into my heart. You told them, Hephaesta, you told them you didn't know if I was a good person. Because of the things you've been doing the last few I took months. you in. I gave you a room. I gave you a job. I gave you a life. And you threatened to take it all away if I didn't kill somebody close to me. And I am telling you, I did not so do that. That happened? is not me. I don't know. 
You said there was a man with jewelry. What? It was one night after a show. There was a knock on the door. I just assumed it was an onslaught of fans as always. And I opened the door and there was this odd little wiry chap. He had a box and there was a necklace in it and it was garish. It was hideous. It was be- It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And he said it was a gift. He said it was it was a token from someone, an admirer of mine. And I just assumed, obviously. No names, no anything. No nothing. I I barely got a look at the fellow. And then and then what? What do you remember? And then the nothing. Absolutely, I remember the mansion. I remember the smoke, and I remember barely being able to breathe. Can I roll? Perception to see if there's, like, anything she's hiding from me. I guess insight. Insight, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 17. She's not lying. And there's a part of you when you listen to her, like, like, you knew even in the prison cell when you went to visit her, you knew she wasn't lying then either. This Eve, although she seems broken and a little deflated, this is the Eve you've known. This is the Eve that took you in. This is the Eve that gave you your first job in the city and kind of helped you channel your inner Hephaesta into an outward Hephaesta. Yeah, things went dark for a while, but this person in front of you, as as tired looking as they are, as defeated looking as they are, when they speak, you you find yourself believing them. I just sort of stared at her for a minute, and then I'm like, what? What what can I do? I don't know how to... She moves closer to the, the bars, like, and she's low down. She's kind of talking between the slats. Get me out of here. They're not going... They're, I'm not going on trial, Hephaestus. They're sending me to my death. No one's going to believe me. I'm being scapegoated for something I didn't even do. But they're bringing all of us. If I can get my friends to... To, to talk against that. To talk against what? They said in that courtroom that I asked you to kill one of them. Do you think he's really going to think I'm a good person? I mean, he's still sticking around with me and I'm the one who nearly killed him. But he's clearly into you. He has always been into you. Yeah, well, look, that's not important right now. I don't know how to help you. If I bust you out of here now, we're all fucking dead. I don't know. I... This is the stuff that you're good at. If you want me to go out there and you want me to do a rendition of La Burlesque, no problem. Give me lights. Give me smoke. Give me an audience full of broiling men. Wonderful. I can't do this. Okay, all right, look, just, you just, you just hang tight, okay? And, 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 and I'll talk to my friends and, and we'll figure something out. Just, we're still a few days out. Just give me a minute. I trust you. We've always been fuck-ups. And she moves away from the, the carriage. Kyle is crying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. I can understand a lot of things, but this uh, kind of turned into personal attacks a while ago, <laughs> and I just don't think it's necessary. Do you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna shut up until we find a fucking healer. Does it happen when you write things down, maybe? Or something? I don't know. I tried to write something down. Fia, as you go to write something, you, you're like, you can feel it. Like, oh, oh, oh. There's a lot of things you want to say to him. 
and you reach into your your backpack you pull out your journal and the last entry is the morning of the dinner party and just how excited you were about everything give me a wisdom saving throw Mm. 12 the mark on your back just erupts into searing pain as there's just this conflict in you of the dinner party was crap. The dinner party hurt so many people. Everybody was just mean to each other. But there was all the the good stuff, the build up to it. Even at the dinner party, Marilla and her gifts. And as you press the pen to the paper, you just scratch across the page and you close the book shut. A little time passes. Kyle, you're not licking your wounds, like, but it is a little bit like I thought we were meant to work things out and it just seems to have gotten worse. The fest has gone awfully quiet. Fee has thankfully gotten quiet. <laughs> and Nate comes out of the pub with Groff and the men who all seem to be in kind of good form. But Nate looks a bit off. You good? Yeah. Got that round in? I mean, I, I, I tried, but I got a drink out of it, which was nice. Oh, cool. Okay, that's good. That's good. Well, we have um, made some real breakthroughs. Great. Well, should we uh, make camp for the night then? Or Oh, no, 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 no. no. We're, we're going to soldier on from here. Um, we'll make camp further on. I, I think we should try and get to uh, Warmnook. Well, tomorrow at least. I'm ho- I hope I hope we've cleared the air. Groff just kind of looks around. Sure thing, Gruffalo. I, Gruff, I just want to apologize to how I uh, behaved with you and your men the last couple of days, and I, I want to thank you for your time and for your kind words. Um, and uh, you've given me a lot to think about, so thank you for that. No, look, not at all. Like I said, I can understand. Uh, I really can, and I appreciate and I like to think we've come to a point now where we can just draw a line and just move past that. Festa, fear. Goff just looks away from fear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Okay. So, hi ho then. Hi ho. Would you would you mind if I rode up front with you for a wee bit? I feel like everyone's got some FaceTime with you except me. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, that would be quite nice. Sure, sure. You, um, they're a handful, the three of them. Look, they're remarkable individuals. It seems, that they, they all seem a little bit, um, they all seem to have this, like, weird little, like, touch of, like, something greater uh, to them. Do you know? Do you ever get that sense from someone? Not really. Well, they're, they're nice people. I meant, you know, in that in that sense, they're. I mean, they've been through quite a bit. Mm. Seem mm. to have come through it. Not entirely unscathed. Not entirely unscathed. But no, I you know I think it's a lot of luck, really. Mm. This is notably different from his behavior the past few days. Mm-hmm. Could Kyle make an insight check? Yeah, give it to me. Oh balls! Ten. You can't, you're not quite sure. Like his, his demeanor has changed. But something is niggling at the back of your mind. 
the handful of times you've encountered him before he left Tezareb, this Shitehawk was completely and totally enamored with you. And he's not once raised an eyebrow, cocked an eye, uh, or made a, an innuendo in your direction about your endo. Once again, silently, burning sorcery points to do it, you will cast Detect Thoughts pointed at Groth. Absolutely nothing. It's white noise. You throw the magic out. Absolutely nothing there. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, he'll know that I'm doing it, but I'm going to try and probe deeper. It's a DC 14 wisdom save. You pass the magic from you, Kyle. Um, it's, it's like breathing for you, just skimming the surface of people's minds. You just talking to him about the others just to see what he maybe thinks about via Hephaestus or Nate. You can feel him. You can feel his energy and his presence. But that first initial reach, no. It's like just putting your hand on a wall. Now, as you probe deeper, it's like plunging your head under ice and into ice water. There is absolutely nothing there. There is a psychic presence. You cannot connect to it. I guess what I'm getting at, Gruff, is that they're good people. They seem to have had a difficult time. And I think maybe they just need someone to look out for them. Do you think you're that person, Gruff? I think I'm as good as anybody else. Okay, how about you and me both keep an eye on them, Gruff? That sound good? Four eyes. Better than no eyes. Better than no eyes. Have a good night, Captain. You too. This was Romance in the Dungeon. You've been listening to Amber as Festa, Sam as Nate, Louise as Fia, James as Kyle. Eilish is our social media manager. Theme song Haunted by Ghost of Red Mountain. Title card network by Ralph is redacted. I'm Declan and I've been your Dungeon Master. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the show and the world of Romance in the Dungeon, then do check us out on social media. You can find us everywhere at D8 Dungeon. There's plenty of behind the scenes action, giveaways and a growing community of daters that you can get involved with. And who knows, find true love. We don't endorse that, so no. Uh, if you well, wait, that we do in the podcast. If you'd like to get your hands on some sweet rewards, maps, artwork, access to private channels, a whole other podcast called D8 After Dark, shoutouts, and even access to content that doesn't make it into these episodes, then check out our show on Patreon. You can just search for Romancing the Dungeon. And don't forget that we also have a new show over on Twitch. I keep saying new; it's not that new anymore. It's been out for a while. But check out Rise of Forsaken and just search for G8 Dungeon over on Twitch. We're back in two weeks time and we will see you then. Right. Well, 
I guess it's all up to me now. <laughs> <laughs> guess I'm the protagonist now. <laughs>